Episode 111, Third Space, in which an ancient Vorlon artifact nearly unleashes terrors from beyond space itself. Welcome back to The Name of the Pod, the Babylon 5 podcast, where we discuss the ongoing cultural legacy of the 1990 science fiction television program, Babylon 5. My name is John Cassie, and I'm joined, as always, by my dear friend and co-host, Chris Tatro. How's it going, man? Good. We're clocking right along uh, at uh, you know, 0.5C coming into oh, yeah. this one. You're, 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 <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Let's rattle through this introduction. Let's get into the meat. Let's get, let's get this... Uh, Let's get this show on the road, right? I mean, yes, you know, we've got a faster version of hyperspace available. Let, yeah, let's let's go meet our new squamous neighbors. Ah, uh, yes. Mm, gormless. Mm, mm, squamous. Squamous. Mm. Yeah. squamous. Squamous. I don't know how you squamous, say that word. Squamous, I've, I've never really known. Yeah. yeah. You think mm. that, that having grown up in New England, having to pronounce places like Seekonk, yeah. that we'd be good with words like squamous. Yeah, you would think, but yeah. it just doesn't, it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Shaman or shaman? Shaman or uh, shaman? Shaman. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm That's I a brand shaman. of toilet paper. Oh yeah. And yeah. we're gonna get letters. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go get some shaman. Yeah, shaman. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, folks, it's been a couple of weeks, and mm-hmm. uh, we are back as we said we would be, uh, discussing uh, the next sort of installment in the Babylon Five television movie universe, which is the television movie Third Space, which uh, takes place. Uh, more or less right after the Shadow War, but before the uh, the declaration of war against Earth, so it fits right. quite nicely into um, into the story in that space. Right. Yeah. The station's under quarantine. Uh, it's it's that time period where we were saying we wish we had more of the logistical you know, operations here it all of the is. station, and here it is. You know, yeah. JMS was listening to us uh, twenty odd years back. Yeah. Yeah, our comments went back in a, uh, you yes. know, in a temporal vortex, and he heard them and wrote this movie. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, imagine it would have been sixty-five percent less complaining if only I'd watched the movie when it had come out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I would have said, "Look, it's all there. Go watch the movie." You well, know? no, because this movie it, it aired what uh, June of July of ninety-eight. Yeah, July of ninety-eight. So, so where? Already in the middle of we're, season five, we're we're in season four, as I recall. Okay. Um, Jeez, this is the sort of thing that a professional podcaster would have looked up already. Well, as you know, uh, you know, I've I've tricked you into uh-huh. uh, you know into having to uh, to speak about such things, uh, you know, before you intend to speak about them. Yes, 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 yes. All right, season five began. In uh, in January of ninety eight, and this so this came is out July of ninety eight. Yeah. Okay. So this is, yeah, this is well along. This is yeah, this is uh, right around yeah after movements of fire and shadow before the fall of Centauri. Prime. Yeah. So quite well so, into season five. Um, yeah. But it's yeah, about there was a there was a couple months of gap between, you know, in the middle of that whole Centauri story arc, right. that this gets this gets dropped right. into, um, and uh, this would have slotted into the early days of season four's narrative, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, right. You know, I was a little lukewarm about in the beginning, feeling like it didn't mm-hmm. offer a lot, but I quite like this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This had, I I think, 
in the beginning had a particular agenda. Is that the word I'm looking for? It was, it, it had a, a purpose in mind mm-hmm. that it was trying to do a certain thing. This was just a story yeah. that, yeah. that JMS wanted to tell. I don't know when he actually wrote it, if it was intended initially in his mind of, oh, this is going to be like a three episode arc somewhere in the mm-hmm. middle of season four. Mm-hmm. And then just realizing there's no way I can take three, three episodes out and do this. Right, right. It, it does feel like, like it would be hard to slot it into the, the seasons that we have. Mm-hmm. Right. Not because it's a story that requires 90 minutes to tell, but because it just it just feels tonally different than the rest of Babylon 5, yeah. right? Um, it did. It had a darker feel. Mm-hmm. And I know that seems weird because Babylon 5 certainly goes dark places, but it, it had, you know, the... the the, the Lovecraftian kind of, you know, backdrop to it was a little, uh, was, was just of a different tone. You don't even get that kind of, that kind of existential menace out of the shadows. Right, right. This was, this was clearly a, uh, you know, a, a menace from beyond space kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Uh, and mm-hmm. I like, I like it when... We get a little bit of that. Oh, there is more to this universe than than, than you might than you might right. fear, right? It's like yeah. this is even worse than the first, you know, the first ones. Yeah, right. this this scared the pants off the Vorlons, right? You know, and they messed up, right? And, and hid this thing away, right? Um, <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, it's 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 definitely. It, it expands the universe uh, while reaffirming a lot of thing or underlining a lot of other pieces of it that that there are layers upon layers of things going on beyond beyond humanity's ken. For sure. And and I like I mean, you know, we we'd sort of mentioned it flippantly earlier, but mm. Mm. I like the fact that the supply line problems and mm-hmm. oh, yes. oh, you can get us. Well, as long as you can get us all of these things that we need, you're welcome mm-hmm. to do whatever you want. Uh, you know, interplanetary yeah. expeditions, right? You know, I'll scratch my back, right. you scratch yours. No, that isn't right. Scratch I'll scratch that reverse. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I will scratch my own back while you are scratching yes. yours to serve no purpose. Yes. Exactly. Um, I haven't been doing this for a month and already I've lost, lost my mind. Um, oh, no, no, no. You never had it to start with. Cheers, mate. Um, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and the fact that he's got a, a, a... He's clearly written it as a movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it does take its time mm-hmm. getting, to where, getting to where it's going, right? Yeah. Not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. But it, right. it, it doesn't... It's not hurrying... Because it's trying to get to some kind of uh, um, denouement that the rest of the show requires, because it sort of stands alone, right? Um, and I quite like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree. The pacing is the pacing is is solid for a movie. 
Um, it would have felt there would have been a weird sort of a weird build up peak and then drop off and build up again if it were two episodes yeah. or, or, you know, or something like that. But I think it, it works. It works as a movie. So if you had it originally as a couple episodes script, he edited it, everything together very nicely. Yeah. What do you think about the decision to leave out the main cast members he left out? Uh, you know, I was going to go back and see exactly what was happening in the show at those points mm-hmm. to see if it made sense not to have them there. I believe, I don't know if Londo was away well, at that exact, it, 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 during those episodes. If, if Londo was away, then Veer ought to have been as well. That's what I would suspect. Right, because this is, this uh, is immediately, um, you know, sort of post-Cartagia, right? Yeah, this is, this is just before, for racing Mars, I believe. Well, no, you, yeah, yeah you. Well, you got to put it into its, um, you know, in, in, into into the mm-hmm. the narrative that it that it int- the fictional narrative it intends to be in. Right, right, right. Which is so it's... between into the fire and between into the fire and moments of transition, according to the Lurker's Guide. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. I I thought it was later. So yeah. Between Into the Fire and Moments of Transition. Sorry, Emma. No, no. Now, that's... Because, those, the, no, those episodes aren't next to each other. Yeah, that's... There's... Yeah, there's seven episodes between them. Yeah. Right, which is a lot of narrative time. Yeah. Right? So it's just... It's somewhere in there. Right. It's not... Spe- it's it's not tucked neatly between a couple of specific episodes. But it's while all this stuff is right uh, is going on, yeah. Right. Um, which I mean, it, it makes sense that Garibaldi isn't in it because, uh, well, in, to some degree, I mean, he he was certainly on the outs with Sheridan at that point. Yeah, yeah. It, it. But I, you know, I might have, I might have brought him in as you know, as get getting the, you know, the the the, the brain worms from from this thing and and being even more belligerent than he was at the time for sure it would have been fun yeah. to see him mm-hmm. you know to see a little uh, a, a little garibaldi smackdown right yeah um yeah. and uh, i mean i I, th- I think that you you pull out sort of londo and jakar and and leave them to the side mm-hmm because anytime you have them, they bring their own drama with them. Yeah. Right? And so yeah. better to not have to deal with them in any way. Um, and you keep fear because, uh, you know, because he provides that uh, kind of every man's perspective, right? Mm-hmm. That he's, uh you know you you don't you don't get asked to carry a lot of heavy narrative weight mm-hmm. you know if you're if you're that character right. right you're there to to be to be part of you know to be mm-hmm. part of it and well you know Stephen first in a massive fight scene yeah. you know is is never a bad thing. It's- no, right. it's, I mean, it's not going to, 
he's not going to be you know breaking out amazing kung fu moves but it's right it's it's going to be fun exactly right yeah um i am um, I, I i'm not sure about the garibaldi decision i i, I think your point is well taken hmm. and so that struck me as a little hmm but maybe they wanted to give Zach more to do because they were, they wanted to hit that uh, relationship right. piece a little bit. Yeah. Um, can you imagine how many takes it must have taken? I mean, how could yeah. Patricia Tallman not have broken up in hysterics in, the in elevator? that elevator? I mean, that yeah. was the most awkward scene I think I've mm-hmm. seen on television. Yeah. In 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 yeah. a dozen years. Oh my god! Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it was so she's awkward. just sort of staring and mumbling. Right. And yeah. Right. And he is so. I mean, look. This points to like, you know, what is the biggest problem with Babylon Five's, uh, uh, with Babylon Five? It's security, right? Michael Garibaldi <laughs> couldn't tell his own his own number two, was was yeah. a bad guy, um, yeah. and Zach Allen couldn't tell for. <laughs> How long was that speech? Seventeen minutes? Like, Twenty-three something minutes? Something like that. It was the, yeah, it was the missing minutes from from the from the Nixon White House tapes. Right. Yeah, that's right. It was ridiculous, right? Yeah, it was. Couldn't a, tell somebody's possessed. Right. Yeah. Fun scene to watch, though. Yeah. Right. But oh, uh-huh. that must have taken a whole day to film. Yeah. I would never have been able to make it if I were her. Oh no. Right. No. No. Right. Yeah. Um. And, you know, she does that kind of possessed by Vorlon's sort of vaguely spacey kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. She, she's, she's good yeah, at she, that. Yeah. She has kind of this, this, uh, kind of disconnected kind of vibe. Sometimes right. she, she projects that well. Right. Yeah. It's a, you know, resting telepath face. Exactly. <laughs> Something like that. And Zach is yeah. got sort of resident or, or, or uh, uh, resting derp face. Right. Oh, oh my yeah. god. Yeah. That guy. Well, you know, this I, I would have liked to have had this kind of scene earlier. You know, certainly earlier than toward the end of season five. Yeah, for sure. When when this is actually filmed and, and when this is actually watched. Um and it it lends a little more to the end of season five where, you know, when when Zach is busting her. Yes. Not wanting to to bust her, not wanting to put her in the in the clink uh, in the cell. Yeah, watching her leave the station. You know, kind of all right. This, you know, we we knew that we always suspected there was something there. You know, it would have been nice to have to have had this in our heads for watching those those last couple of episodes for, of season for sure. Five. Um, yeah, but you know, it 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 is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So take what we can get. <clears throat> I wonder if you picked up on this. And or if I'm if I'm wrong, okay. Go. I think the actors were having much more fun making this movie than than they seemed to be having grinding out episode after episode. I I do. Do, think do you see so. what I mean? I yeah, do, I do I do, and I I don't know when it was made. It had to have been made uh, probably right after the the uh, after the end of season four. Yeah, I think it was made before. If if I remember the correct correctly, the the Lurker's Guide, it was shot 
before in the beginning, but then because it had so much CGI work, it didn't air until much later. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, maybe they're, you know, maybe they've, they've had a couple of weeks off. Maybe they're rested coming back into this. Um, and, uh, and they're, they're able to deliver, you know, they're excited to get back into character. Right. So, or, or, yeah. or maybe there was just sort of a, uh, uh you know, a, a tone on set set for whatever reason i don't know yeah. that made it more or there was something absurd going on that they were just kind of riffing on but I, i'm thinking specifically about the scene with stephen franklin and susan ivanova mm-hmm. uh-huh. right where yeah where she's just where she's she's just gonna kill I just one. kill one right <laughs> yeah and you know yeah look they were clearly you know in character and doing their thing Yes. But it seemed to me like Claudia Christian and Richard Biggs were were enjoying a private meta. Yes. Right? Well, at the end of that scene, when uh, when Dr. Trent uh, came in and then walked out the side, uh, Dr. Franklin was certainly appreciating something. Oh, gross. He had that 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 <sighs> dog like the head sort of looking as she uh, as she walked off. Yeah, he is such a troll. I was, you know, as soon as she walked out, I'm like, I'm like. He's gonna be what? Yeah, he's watching. Of course, that. of course. We're gonna yeah, cut yeah. to cut to Stephen Franklin. You know, yeah. ugh. he's he, he's uh, he's pretty much you know the 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 wolf from the old Bugs Bunny cartoons. The eyes, yeah, <laughs> Ooga. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. He wouldn't have had any trouble fitting in on Star Trek: The Original Series. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah, gross. Um, yeah, it it is what it is, right? It is what um, it is. The, it was the late '90s, right? The uh, the scene with uh, Delenn and John Sheridan, you know, uh, to be uh, to to be <laughs> to, to be slanderous, it would have to be it would have to be false, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. You know, at the uh, at the beginning, I thought it was another example of yeah. them having the actors having a good time, and yeah, yeah, yeah there was. There was definitely, you know, I, th- I think there was a lot of heaviness in the show at the end of season four. They didn't really get to do any kind of, they didn't, there wasn't a lot of light banter. Yeah, exactly. At any point, things were just sort of so grim. Right. Uh, and then going into season five that, that I think taking a moment, all right, we're writing this scene. It's, it's a, it's a, a they're at a place where there's not as much pressure on them. There's pressure certainly, right. but... You know, it, it's not what has come later. Right. And so they are able to relax a little more. Yeah. And at least that's, you know, that's kind of my, uh, you know, my, my read um, that, yeah. that, that because they seemed to be having a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, that it was a more enjoyable yeah, watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, to your point, Babylon 5 can sometimes be um, leaning to the grimdark. Yeah, and that can get a little, you know, a, a little, a little over, a little overstimulating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. um, so, what do we think of the what do we think of the plot of the story? I, you know, I thought it was again, as we said, it. I thought it was interesting in that it it kind of gives us more of the bigger picture of how the the universe and beyond work mm-hmm. um it 
it has all the hallmarks of your classic kind of science fiction horror, you know, aliens sort of thing yep. where it's like, oh, we found this thing. Let's start poking it with sticks. Right. And uh, and, and then something horrible happens. Right. Um, and so you've got that kind of slow build up at the beginning after they find the thing. Right. Um, and, you know, there were definitely a lot of you know, loving kind of panning shots of this massive thing being brought through the warp gate, uh-huh. the jump gate uh-huh. and all of these, all these kinds of things. Um, I, you know, I liked the story. I thought it was, uh, you know, I like a good sci-fi horror. Totally. And so, yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't, uh, it wasn't sort of, uh, it didn't lean as much into the horror as it did into the sci-fi. Um, at yeah. least for me, yeah. right? Maybe not not horror like an aliens kind of not to that extent, but it was definitely a you know like a a, a high weirdness sci fi full stop maybe let's say yeah 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 um, totally love that um, yeah I I'm glad that that we got the interplanetary exp- expeditions mm-hmm. crew in there and some sparring yeah. with the station and some support yep. from the station I mean that. That made a lot of sense. It, it helps to develop the Babylon 5 universe, right? Mm-hmm. You want to see them there, right? Yeah, um, we've had them referenced. It's a while back. Indeed. But it's, you know, it's good, to, it's good to have them in there and to kind of maybe clarify their, the relationship between IPX and, and EarthGov. Yeah, that was a useful thing to, uh, yeah. uh, you know, I to see. I wasn't aware that they were part of it, that they weren't a corporation, that they were... You know, part of the Earth government. Yeah, I, I. It seemed to be. Yeah, I mean, same. It seemed like they were, mm-hmm. you know, an independent thing. But maybe they're like, uh, you know, the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, or you know, something like okay. that, where, yeah, they're technically a corporation. You know, like Fannie Mac or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. Fannie, Freddie Mac, Fannie, Fannie Mae, May, Sally Mae, Sally Mae. As as uh, as as David uh, Sedaris uh, would. Little Debbie. Right, as David Sedaris would say, they all sound like. Uh, naive and barefoot hillbillies from Kansas, but what they are, in fact, is a ruthless agglomeration of bullies. Yeah. yeah. Fair. Quoting David yeah. Sedaris from Barrel Fever, yeah. um, which you ought to listen to, gentle listeners, if you have not, because Sedaris is, show uh, notes. is, is genius. Um, I like the way the ship looked, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you and, I, you and I always going on and on about starship design, right? It, yeah. It yeah. looked big and yep. serious and yes uh and ancient and scary mm-hmm. right yes it had a little bit but of that nostromo vibe that you you know were talking about right right yep it still had i don't know what kind of notes in the design were vorlon notes but I, when i looked at it when i first looked at it i kind of got that that vibe from yep. it yep Yep. Wasn't sure that I was going to be right, but it was like, oh, okay. So I don't know what what it gave off that was telling me Vorlon, but it was, yeah, it was it was nice designs, a little asymmetrical in places, mm-hmm. but largely largely symmetrical, um, but just a little bit to kind of throw you off, um, give it that that kind of alienness. Right, right. That uh, that sort of Lovecraftian, what mm-hmm. is that angle actually kind of thing, right? Yes. Yeah, sort of. It's yes. uh, it's unsettling. It's unnerving. Right. Yeah. Um, I loved having to get those, uh, you know, had to open those jump gates up as wide as mm-hmm. they'll go. 
right? Because yeah. this sucker is huge, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think we get too many shots showing it in relation to the station. Not really, no. I was I was trying to get a sense of how big it was, in, you know, compared to compared to the station, and I didn't really see anything where I could yeah. kind of line them up. Yeah. So you know, you find this thing in hyperspace after dealing with mm. a with a resource crisis, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, you schlep it out of there. You know, towing it with all of the stuff. How many how many yeah. Star Furies do you need? Uh-huh. All, all of them. them. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. I could have written yes. that line. Um, yeah. And you know, you 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 pull it out of the the deep the deep recesses mm-hmm. of uh, you know of hyperspace. You know, like the ring hanging out in the river Anduin for two thousand years, right? Uh huh. Um, yeah. And then, of course, you know, as is our way, you know, humanity begins immediately to tinker with the thing, you know. Right. And this is where I wish that we'd had Jakar. Because he would have been, he would have been the one saying, don't do this. Right. This is a mistake. Right. And if you only, you know, you could solve the Londo-Jakar problem by having only one of Mm -hmm. them. Right. Right. And yeah, Jakar, as the voice of sanity, would have been, would, would, and it would have actually been helpful Mm-hmm. Uh, for some of the work that he does in season five, you know, if you'd yeah. watched this film when it was released and then continued watching, you would have you would have gotten a deeper resonance off of uh, off mm-hmm. of Jakar than otherwise, right? Yeah. Um, yep. Which you know is is quite uh, you know kind of what we you know what we would normally want to be looking for, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Interplanetary investigations makes a huge mess of the station. Ivanova wants only to put people, you know, to uh, to, to, to death, to, to death <laughs> you know, as is her way. Um, mm-hmm. And we get the slow burn of getting this thing kind of opened, you, you know, while Lita's going, you know, all Vorlons yeah. and all aliens make Lita go something, something, right? Oh, yeah, I, I, I had... You know, the I had Lita gets all shining written in right. the so we were definitely reading the same off of those scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that was uh, that was a little bit free. Yeah, it's 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 giving off it's giving off weird brainwaves. Now I, I don't know if everybody who was affected by it was some kind of low grade telepath, and maybe, but I guess that doesn't. It wouldn't explain I, fear. I, I, now, I wouldn't explain right, or right. Stephen Franklin, yeah. right? Now, I think that your telepath people yeah. are feeling it quite acutely. Right. But everyone else is sort of like, oh, well, you know, I, I'm, uh, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm caught in the wave as well. Right. But I'm not yeah. at the depth. Yeah. Most of the people who are, were, you know, the, the people who are just sort of like breaking out fighting may have been. You know, their their lizard hindbrain may have been irritated by this Precisely. whatever this was giving off. Yeah. But but if you are a, if you are a telepath at all, you're either scribbling on your walls or having some you know weird dream like Ivanova. Right. And I wondered if that was gonna tie into her whole latent telepath, you know, subplot that was kind of hinted at and then abandoned. Yeah, kind of on? kind of let let go when uh, they let um yeah. Talia Winters. Talia, yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I like the connection back to that Centauri dreaming. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, that, that okay, well, Susan Ivanova is in here by virtue of her telepathic capacity. 
But Veer yeah. is clearly here because of the Centauri race dreaming kind of concept, yeah. right? I hadn't made that connection. I'd forgotten about yeah, well, that. I, so that, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, I mean, it's the only thing that, it's the only way to, yeah. in my mind, to make sense of what the hell Veer is doing there, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's fair. And, you know, as this show likes, you know, likes to to do, right? You know, you get the slow burn, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get, it hits, you know, it, it, you know, it hits the fan. Yeah. Right. And, you know, almost, almost immediately what appeared to be just, you know, oh, it's another routine day. We've got an artifact, yeah. but, you know, hey, we've got the great yeah. machine down on Epsilon 3. So, you know, yeah, who cares? Put it with the other artifacts. Put- <laughs> Precisely. Yeah. Yeah, from the dawn of time. Right. Yeah. But but then with a, a little help of uh, of mind-controlled cultists, you know, Imhotep, Imhotep, <laughs> they, uh, you know, light the thing up and uh, and open up the gate into uh, into the third space. Right. Now, uh, that gate was cool-looking. That was a very cool-looking, you know, gate bubble kind of thing. Yeah. I really liked the ships that came through. Yeah, big time. They had sort of an organic... Right. Look, the first ships that came through, and I, I spent some time digging through one of my old Call of Cthulhu books because ah. I was like, it looks like something I've seen. Um, and I think it was, I think that they were the the old ones, uh, not the great old ones, but it was in the listed in the monsters as the old ones, and they were kind of, they had like a little, uh, they they were kind of tall, thin plant things yes. with. With kind of yes. sprouts or, or around the around the top, um, yeah, that's an, that entry in the uh, in the Call of Cthulhu uh, game book has always chilled me. And seeing that thing come out, I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, what do we think about the fact that the Vorlons dropped this kind of? A backdoor. Uh, hey, hey! If you should see this, do that kind of thing into Lita Alexander. You know, it it, it kind of makes sense um, that maybe it wasn't just Lita, but everybody that they messed with to some degree. Although she was the one I think they messed with the most. So it would seem. But but maybe all psychics. All telepaths, right? From what we learn in season five, you know, have these, you know, in case of emergency, break brain, kind of, <clears throat> yeah, kill switch or or panic switches in there. It's like, oh, this thing showed up. Here's some here's some ancient lore to uh, to tell you that that you done messed up and glad we're not in the galaxy anymore. Right, right. Um, you know, I'm a huge fan of um, the work of Stephen R. Donaldson, mm-hmm. and in the uh, first of his Thomas Covenant books, um, the first couple of books, we learn about a catastrophic decision made by one of the ancient lords of the land that mm-hmm. resulted basically in a terrible wasting, a, you know, like a, an almost civilization-ending cat, you know, uh, cataclysm, yeah. right? Yeah. And he puts the magic that 
that built step by step to that behind these magical locks called wards mm-hmm. and the desire to open Kevin's wards and the failure to do so properly is a major mm-hmm. sort of story component right. in here and you get the sense that the Vorlons have their own seven here are the here are the things that we did that we ought not to have done and could yep. cause a universe-ending apocalypse now that we've left. We're going to be mm-hmm. leaving soon. So let's populate the galaxy with as many people as yeah. we can who might save it in the right. event that we yeah. are gone. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. This was this was their first mistake. Oh. Okay. Well, uh. What were the others? Uh. Yeah. yeah. And, and at the end of the episode, they're like, well, that's over. It's not likely to happen again. Those are words that mm. don't inspire a lot mm. of confidence. You know, Would I have said that? Someone's... Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because every time someone... Yeah. yeah. I think they said that at the end of Alien, before Aliens, and the seven other Aliens movies. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a good thing to say in a sci-fi horror, kind of. It, it It's almost the very definition of what you should not say. <laughs> yeah. Right? Um. Is it me, or was were you also sort of like, really, when everyone was describing the the third third space city as especially beautiful? It didn't have an especially. Be- it looked very stark to me. Yeah, and I wondered if. I wondered. Okay, we were seeing it. They were the characters were seeing it, but I wondered if they weren't seeing what we were seeing in the show. And I realize I'm getting kind of at a meta level here. Yeah, but to if you're gonna do that, I I, I agree yeah. with you. Right, if you're gonna do that, you have to do like uh, what they did in uh, the emissary DS9 mm-hmm. pilot, where Cisco saw a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. And Dax is like, "What are you talking about? We're we're basically on, like, a, an asteroid, right?" And and yeah. they looked at each other, right? Yeah. And as as she, as we got her point of view, we saw what she saw, mm-hmm. and when he talked, we saw what he saw, right? Yeah. We needed or something have some like sort of that. ripple or something to indicate something. That, that this isn't real. Yeah. yeah. I I wondered if it's just the 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 stark alien otherness of it and it, it's it's what it's what the third space inhabitants considered beautiful ah uh, yeah okay. they were they were pushing the messages in yeah that's got to be it right it's like well all i've got is it's beautiful you know yeah so i mean i like weird architecture right i yeah. mean i have no problem with that but i that's not the word i would have no. you know it's I, it was it was no boston city hall which i quite like yeah yeah my love of brutalism is known boxy and safe right and <laughs> with just a few more floors it would look oppressive and statist yes. yeah mm-hmm. which is you know all good for me um yeah it um it would have been fine if they had described it as as perfect or as uh yeah. y- you know if they'd used more weird language for right it that, that suggested this was something kind of implanted and and out there, right? It's it's un mm-hmm. it's unearthly, 
it's you know yeah. it's something you know it's a, it's a minor yeah. point yeah yeah but i'm like you you I, you spent a bazillion dollars on all the visual effects because there were so many right yeah and that was a well, a misaligned for well, me i mean maybe they just couldn't get the visual effect to to be what jms was envisioning maybe. you know and it's after it's all been shot so they were like well let's just let's just make it look like this right you know and it just didn't line up with what the dialogue was it has to be something so we're going to make it this yeah 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 yeah. but hey if it's going around mind controlling people or or you know to some degree then then sure you know call it beautiful you know they that's the sort of thing that they start to they love that they're they're now appalled by what would be human beauty right centauri beauty right right um the um the ending you know bringing a nuke in there i i would have liked a different approach yeah something a little more esoteric agreed tying into it rather than just oh i'm just going to bring in a nuke and set it off and go drifting in space right it had a bit of um, um independence day yeah like oh yeah. no that isn't it guys you know yeah yeah, it's it's not it's not the resolution that I would have hoped for. Right, I was looking for ninth but level, either Mimbari yeah. or Lita Alexandri esoteric weirdness. Something to to enter into that. Yeah, yeah. But because if the whole thing could be could be destroyed, disabled uh, by a nuke, then yes, I understand there were separate factions of the Vorlons who were who, who spirited it away, but. You know, couldn't the couldn't they have disabled it or right? Surely the Vorlons would have thought of that to try it. Maybe, maybe? I mean, and a nuke is is just basically like a mechanical pencil to them. You know, it's not a it's not even a it's worth considering. Right, right, right. Um, it's not even a mechanical pencil. It's one of those old, you know, it's the stub of a of a of a wooden number two r- pencil. Right. So that that felt a little a little odd. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So as we were prepping, we said, yeah. okay, well, we yeah. feel like there are some, there are some inspirations mm-hmm. for this. And I said, yeah. I have, I have, but not, maybe inspiration yeah. is, is, is unfair. We don't know, but that yeah. seem like, oh, okay, this is hitting a similar note as X. It, if, right. it felt like there were, there were places where this was kind of nodding or either either consciously or unconsciously toward other uh, other prior things, right. genre things for the most part right. is what I was seeing. Okay, I have two. Yeah. How many yeah. do you have? I have, uh, I think three. All right, so you start ish. Okay, well, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I think this was probably conscious considering the origin of the spacesuit, and I think it's that same suit that. That Sheridan puts on the same one from back in in uh, season one. Okay, uh, was the, the the suit that was left over from from filming two thousand one? Yes, and that was you know I definitely had that that kind of vibe over Sheridan's you know EXO uh, voyage in the in the the, the thruster suit, uh, right, which was very 
Star Trek the yeah. motion picture. Same, yeah. That was that was the other right. thing that I was meant, that I was thinking. It, it, it felt like Spock, you know, going into v, even the lighting up of the of the 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 artifact itself had a kind of V'gerish quality to for it. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, my first is um, the the presence of a of an alien device like this that is profoundly disruptive and that is very difficult for uh, you know the civilization encountering it to deal with Mm -hmm. is very much like uh, the novel Excision which is one of the culture novels Mm. by Ian Banks and that is basically what happens if the culture folks listening if you don't know Ian Banks's culture novels, you know, Run, Don't Walk to Consider Phlebas, the first of them. Uh, he's a peerless master of hard sci-fi, and his post-scarcity civilization, which is called The Culture, and is run entirely by hyper-intelligent AIs to which humans have given all authority to run their society. Um, well, yeah. what if the culture run by hyper-intelligent AIs and managing a post-scarcity society encounter an artifact that triggers a sort of black swan Mm. uh, kind of conflict within the AI's own systems of thought, right? It was a super esoteric novel. uh, But Mm. in reading it, I was like, God, I wonder if if JMS read... Hmm. um, the culture, any of those culture books, and if you've read this one in particular, um, hmm. so yeah, I haven't read that one. The only one I've read is is Player of Games that we read together in a book club. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it it's one of those. The rest of those books are definitely on my list to to get to at some point. Yeah, there are, there are. I love the concept. Yeah, there are some of them that are perfect. Player hmm. of Games, use of weapons. Consider Flebas. These books are perfect. Excision is not perfect, but it's interesting. Mm -hmm. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, there's nothing in the culture that I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, oh yeah, let let it go near the top of your list. But my -hmm. word, the rest of them, run, don't walk. You know. Mm -hmm. Um, Excellent. Well, uh, it's encouraging me to go and and add those to my to my Kindle. For sure. Since I'm not going anywhere, I've got time to Word. read. Uh, what's your mm-hmm. second one? The second one is a little 1997 film okay. called Event Horizon. Yes. I didn't think of that, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which had a lot of the same kinds of vibes to it. Now, and again, it depends on when this was written. Right. Uh, you know, that came out in 97. This was probably shot toward the end of 97 early probably yeah yeah uh so it it may be that this was written before event horizon came out so i don't know um but not a very successful film oh no i think kind of panned (laughs) as being as being poor by a lot of people uh it i watched it out of curiosity um 
at one point and thought it was kind of neat, but not executed that well. I saw it in the theater. Oh, no, you wouldn't have. You, you would have been. I was in Texas. You were in Texas at the time. There's a story. Go. Okay. Uh, a, a mutual friend of ours by the name of Neil. Go. Who has who is legendary for liking movies or or selecting films uh, that that are just so horrid. He has a he has a very uh, broad taste. Sure, that's that's generous. <laughs> that's kind. Uh, he he brought home to to the department that, that yes. you shared with him uh, the 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 wild wild world of Batwoman. Right. Uh, years before it was on Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Right. Of his own free will, he brought this into your apartment. Right. Uh, That is uh, the sort of movie that he would watch unironically. Yes. And I believe that was a doubleheader with uh, Rock and Roll Wrestling Women versus the Aztec Mummy. I do believe Rock and Roll Wrestling Women versus the Aztec Mummy was the... uh, Yeah. Was the... The the, uh, the B card. (laughs) Right. right, right. So, So the story goes, and I think I heard this from... From an, I forget who I heard this from. I think it, it was either it was either it was either James or Tony, that Neil. It was opening night for Event Horizon, so no one had seen it yet. Nobody knew, you know, what this thing, that it was kind of a stinker. Uh, Neil had said to a bunch of people, "Hey, let's let's all go see this," and uh, everybody for whatever reason arrived kind of late, okay, and separately, and all sat down at different points in the theater, and I believe it was James that told me this and was saying that. Uh, that when the movie ended, he stayed and waited for the lights to come up so that he could see Neil and punish him right. for making him, for tricking him into coming to see this film. And everybody else in the theater left. And when the lights came up, there were like the half dozen people that Neil had talked into coming to see this movie. But not him. All looking around going, where's Neil? Classic. And he hadn't bothered to come. Classic. Yeah. So, yeah, that is, that is, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that's... Yeah, the um, Wild Wild World of Batwoman, 1966. Um, mm-hmm. The Aztec Mummy, La Momia Azteca, uh, mm. 1957 Mexican horror film. Maybe that would be worth watching. Um, <clears throat> mm. uh, which had four sequels. One of which is Rock and Roll Wrestling Women versus the Aztec Mummy. There we um, go. 1964. God bless America. Mm. Right? <laughs> These movies, yeah. they're just yeah. so... If it were the early 60s, we could have gotten together enough money to make a movie. I mean, clearly everybody was doing it. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Nothing really happens. Characters commenting on what just happened. Uh, the result is so bad, in fact, that the film has come to be known as a trash masterpiece. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Completely bizarre and cheaply made. <laughs> that's there we that's go. us. That's... <laughs> Yep. Much like this show. You could do that. Completely bizarre yeah, and cheap exactly. Um Exactly. So yeah, Event Horizon has that that kind of you know, third spacey, there are horrible things from the other side, and they're kind of taking over people's brains, uh, science fiction element to it, that that this, I was like, okay, yeah, I can, I can see this, some parallel tracks. Here. Yeah. Um, I... I have been doing a quarantine rewatch of the Lord of the Rings movies. Mm. Okay. Um, and watching them has got me thinking about 
the second age of Middle Earth and the downfall of Numenor, which mm. feels very much like this Vorlon, you know, excessive pride. Sure. Right. You know, we are going to we are going to open this gateway because we are like gods, right? Yeah. And that's because we can. Right, because we can. And that's basically what the Numenorians were like under the influence mm-hmm. of Sauron. Right. Mm-hmm. Once, you know, once they went they went west to attack, you know, the Valinor, right, mm-hmm. and the Undying Lands, and they were just like, Oh yeah, no. No, 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 no. You have gotten ahead of yourself, right? Yeah. And where, in this case, the Vorlons escaped by the skin of their teeth, you know, mm-hmm. in, uh, you know in, in that other universe, in that other legendarium, you know, the Numenorians are destroyed and the, the, the Dunedain are made exile and all this kind of stuff, right? But mm-hmm. I couldn't help but make that connection in my own, my own mind. I don't know. You know, he's got a lot of, of, um, you know, Tolkien-esque, right? Um, uh, you know, um, um, inspiration in the rest of his the rest of his work. Mm-hmm. It's not a criticism, you know. But hey, you know, if you're going to be inspired by something, be inspired by some of the best that's out. Precisely, there. yeah. Some of the best world building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What was your yeah. last one? Uh, you know, just plain old going back to Lovecraft. For sure. You know, this is clearly a, this is, this is, we've, we've, we've sort of danced around it all, all over this episode. This was a, this was a mythos kind of thing, pure and oh, simple. Yeah. 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 Hubrist, you know, the hubristic, uh-huh. yeah. take two steps too far yep. and get nearly slapped down. Right. Right. Um, right. And, you know, William Sanderson as a, as a Cthulhu cultist, and I'll watch that any day full of the stop. week. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, there was definitely a little bit of this kind of feeling uh, that was, uh, um, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna spoiler that potentially. So I'm gonna keep my own counsel. Mm-hmm. I was gonna talk about something in Star Trek Picard, oh, and okay. something in Tales from the Loop, the Amazon mm-hmm. program that just recently dropped. Um, but I'm gonna, as they're still relatively sure. new, you know, right, I, right. if if I have spoiled, the, you know, the Aztec mummy, I don't really think that unforgivable. I- indeed, yeah. that's that's going to get us all manner of one star reviews. Yes, yet another crime against uh, yeah. against film filmdom. Yes. Yeah. Um, what else we got? What have we missed? Uh, well, you know. Haven't mentioned some of our coast, some of our special guest stars, Go. but I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to dwell on them because you know we're already fifty minutes right. in. But I mentioned William Sanderson, sure, so good. He's he's that guy who's everywhere, yep. who's in everything. Yep. Yeah, um, you know Sherry Belafonte. How can you go wrong? Good, right? you know, good casting. She great, was great. You know, yeah, great. And uh, the the raider leader from the ver- from the very beginning. The very first scene that's in the the, the raider pilot that's uh, facing off against Ivanova. Oh yes, I meant to look him up. Yeah, he looked familiar. Yes, who is he? Yeah, he had a familiar jawline. Uh, he is Don Swayze. You might be more familiar with his brothers. Oh <laughs> no, his brother Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. my word! Yeah, yeah. Nobody puts Ivanova in the corner. Uh, no. Oh no. my god. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, I, I, I was going to go, you know, kind of, it's like, oh, God, who is this guy? He, yeah, he's, he looked so familiar, and I couldn't place him. And I looked, I was like, oh, okay, I get right. it. Right, the, uh, the guy running the construction tug. Uh, you yeah, know, he was, he was familiar. Right, I'm like, oh, was he on, what was that guy in? You know, but he's just, he's been in a million little things, right? Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. You've seen him someplace. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Sherry Belafonte is great. great. Um, yeah, yeah. You could, you could easily... I mean, it's kind of too bad that that they used her here, right? Mm-hmm. Cast her as Elizabeth Lockley, right? Yeah. And you know, if you want, if you want a woman with a certain presence, mm-hmm. right? Um, yep. You know, why not go? Why not go there, right? Because she's got. Yeah. Well, can you afford her? Yeah. You yeah. Know? Maybe for a movie. Yeah. Right, but maybe not for the whole. Mm-hmm. You know, for all of those episodes, yeah. Because I mean, at that time, she was still quite. Um, you know, her career was still quite hot, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I I thought she was great. Um, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Interesting character. You know, well well performed. Yeah. Boom. And we got a little Sue Fu against her when Susan Ivanova. I was going to say, I think this is the first time we've seen Susan Ivanova in Melee. Indeed. You know. Yeah. As soon as I saw there it, I go. thought Su Fu, and I'm like, Su Fu. I'm like, surely I would have thought of that before. So this yeah, is it, you right? Yeah, yeah. Never say that word. Su Fu. I, I no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, yeah. uh, I have created a character in World of Warcraft named Kirk Fu. Mm. Yeah, he's a monk. Is is it a panda? Yeah, uh, it's a Draenei. Ah, yeah. okay. Well, classic. Quite. Um, mm-hmm. What else did we miss? Anything? I think that covers most of my notes on Sweet. this. Sweet. Same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, we weren't sure how these films were going were gonna to land. And I think this one, all right. Yeah. yeah. Let's, you know. Liked it. I mean, maybe, maybe we don't get, uh, you, know, you know, we don't get Babylon 5 Redux. We get, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe we get some contemporary movies set in the Babylon Five universe, right? Y- yeah. You know, something like that. I mean, you could you could make, yeah. um, you could make a movie set in Babylon Five that was a down below kind of thing. I would like to oh, see absolutely. all of this um, special effects content re-rendered. Mm. Yeah, right? updated. I mean, it looked good for the. It time, looked good for certainly. the time. Yeah. But I'd love but, to see it, you know, yeah. re-rendered just because, you know, I want to see it. Yeah. Right. Um, our next uh, film is The River of Souls. River of Souls, yeah. And it's directed With by... Ian McShane. Ian McShane. And, and Martin Sheen. Right. This is very prestige casting. Yeah. yeah. Dang. Um, and, uh, and it's directed by Janet Greek, <laughs> which suggests we that go. we may be in for... Uh, you know, a stem winder. Um, mm. I hope so because my uh, my hatred of Soul Hunter, Soul Hunter. the <laughs> is very high. 
Well, not of Soul Hunters. Years to refine the concept of Soul Hunters, so maybe it will. uh, Maybe this will sell. You know, this will. uh, This will pay off for us. We'll. We'll see. Um, Yeah. So there it is. Thanks for listening, folks, and you'll hear us. You'll hear from us again uh, in a month's time. All right. Okay. Take care. Stay safe. Cheers. Be well. Bye. Bye.